0: Losing a child is membership to a club no parent wants to join. And statistics around teen suicide are horrific. You'll be inspired to hear Maria and Will Bells talk about how they are shining a light and elevating the legacy of their son, Nick, through their tireless efforts to help struggling teens and their families by addressing mental health through therapies, communication, and Nick's clothing brand brought to reality on this episode of Making Our World Better. Welcome to the Making Our World Better podcast, where you will find motivation and encouragement through lively conversations with inspirational people who every day are making our world a better place. Now, here's your host, Jay Clark. Welcome to the podcast. I am Jay Clark, and it is an honor to welcome Maria and Will Bales, parents of Nick Bales, who started Brought to Reality. BTR in 2016, while Nick was a sophomore at Arapahoe High School near Denver, Colorado. BTR is a super cool street company that is dedicated to erasing the stigma on mental health. Nick suffered from anxiety and depression and focusing on BTR enabled him to be creative, keep busy and stay grounded in reality. Through his brand, Nick sought to bring awareness to teen mental health and to end the stigma surrounding mental illness. Most importantly, Nick strived to encourage compassion among his peers. In his college essay, Nick wrote, we should all help each other get through the difficult times. Unfortunately, Nick did not have the opportunity to apply to college because he lost his battle against mental illness on September 29, 2018. Maria and Will now work relentlessly to carry on Nick's light and legacy through BTR and advocating for mental health therapies and open communications. I love their attitude that if BTR can save just one life, they've succeeded and I'm inspired how they have taken what is probably one of the worst things that could happen and use it as motivation to make the world better for others. Maria and Will, thanks for being here and welcome.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Well, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of tell us your story of Nick and, and brought to reality.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. First of all, I want to start off with what you just said. I, I want to make sure that everybody is aware that my son, Nick, did pass away to suicide, but he passed away because he had a disease. He he died from a mental illness, Yep. not just suicide. You know, there's such a stigma around that. And I can right. touch now anybody who is struggling with mental illness they don't want to lose their life. They don't, they don't want to die. They right. they want help. They just don't know how to get it. And there's so much shame behind it. Um, right. Wanted to start off with that. Uh, BTR brought to reality. Nick started when he was 15 years old. You know, he was always an entrepreneur at heart, um, hated school, knew what he wanted <laughs> to do in life, um, wanted to have his own business, wanted to be successful that way. Didn't understand why he had to go to school all the time. Um, but He created BTR. Needless to say, we I don't even think Will or I really understood that there was a much deeper level to it. And that is that he struggled and he put all of his energy, his artwork, um, his feelings, his thoughts into his designs and put them out there and then just started selling it. Um, And wasn't until we lost him that we really, truly realized what brought to reality meant. And what yeah. it meant, to Nick, is that you need to stay in reality because when you step outside of reality, it's a dangerous place to be. Meaning, you know, a lot of people who struggle with a mental illness have a vice, whether it's right. drinking drugs. Right. You know, there's many, many vices out there. Mm-hmm. And that's why you always need to be brought back to reality. Yeah. He was kind. He was sweet. He was compassionate. He would stand up for the underdog sorry it's an emotional um
0: I, I, yeah don't, an, please don't, don't apologize.
1: apologize so it's it's hard because it'll be coming up on four years
0: <laughs> don't apologize you know the, the it's such a, st- a terrible statistic um you know from our friends at children's hospital that suicide is the number one cause of death among kids ages 10 to 14 and you know, one of the things I'd, I'd really love for you you all to talk about is how can we encourage kids to feel more comfortable talking about what's going on with them?
1: Um, I think, first of all, parents need to get involved. Parents yeah. need to understand that this is real. It's it's not It's not kids just struggling. I mean, yes, kids have their ups and downs in high school, middle school. Of course. Um, but it's really important to have that conversation with your kids. How are you really doing? You know, and. Right. Set aside all the other stuff, such as um, what society says we all need to be doing, right. such as having the best grades, you know, being the best athlete, right. you need to set aside all those things and just really get down to the truth and ask your kids how they're really doing. Are they feeling sad yeah. you know, and talk to them and then listen to them? It's right. so important for parents to just sit there and listen to their kids. Cause even for myself as a mom, I never considered myself a helicopter mom, but I don't think that um, as parents, we really listen. We just always want to fix. Right. We, we always know what's best and what we need to do for our kids. And we know everything. And truly, we don't. Um, right. That's why it's really important to just sit and listen, hear your kids, and be there for them. And then right. together, you'll get through it.
0: As a a father of two girls. I think that's, that's kind of the male role too, is the fixer. I'm, I'm, I'm it was interesting to hear you say that. Cause that's, you know, the first instinct, Oh my gosh, there I got to fix this where in fact it's more of, of a skill is developing the listening piece. So, you know, I think, I think teenagers are really good at covering things up and it might be hard to get to that point. So how would you encourage Parents to have that more deeper and meaningful conversations with their kids.
1: I think we need to set aside our busy lives and just spend more time together as a family. Because when it comes down to it, I mean, like for us, we were always so busy, go go go, kids playing sports and right. school and work, and um, you don't. We take things for granted. Yeah. So, and so I think the the most important thing we can do as a as families is set aside all that stuff and really get down to the nitty gritty and have dinners together and mm-hmm. you know go out to dinner. I don't care if it's going to a hike or just sitting out on your backyard and just talking and just doing what we should all be doing. And that's just taking advantage of the moment, the now. Right, which
0: is hard because like you're saying, that's not the societal norm. Societal norms you got to be in this, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. But you know, you guys are proving you really need to step back from this. So how does something like what happened to Nick impact other, other peers and other people in the family of his age? How, how are the surviving teens, you know, how, how can we help them with dealing with this?
1: Well,
2: yeah. So, um, because everybody's mental wellness is not the same, right? There is no one way to address it. Great point. Right. Um, and you asked the, the, the kids of today's world are amazing in the fact that uh, it's not this it's not the same stigma. They're actually I like to say that adults perpetuate the stigma right. and it's the kids that are tearing it down. We've seen an, a number of high school kids that have done projects about BTR right projects where BTR is the recipient of what they're of what they're doing mm-hmm. a number of kit Nicks friends that have gone off to college have brought BTR into their fraternity or sorority Maria does a lot of talks with uh, both sororities and fraternities but some of the kids at the at college have taken it one step farther and have actually raised money for BTR
0: yeah oh, that's awesome
2: we're actually seeing that go beyond Nick's scope of friends. So kids that really understand that, Hey, this is a, this is a real serious problem are bringing it in and didn't even know Nick.
0: That is so cool. And it's, it's like, you're saying, the part I love about that is it's, it's being flipped from the, from the younger generation. So tell me a little bit more about some of this progress that you're seeing with this stigma being erased.
2: One example that I think um, we're really proud of is we spoke last spring to the Arapahoe High School lacrosse teams, mm-hmm. and Maria got a an email um, a couple days later from one of the moms. <sighs> the email went into detail about how, how her son heard us speak went home, opened up the conversation to the mom, and they spoke about it for two hours that night. Wow. And she acknowledged the fact that her son, um, they've never spoken about that in the family. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Maria's had a number of parents and kids that have reached out to her. That have said thank you, or as a result, I'm doing this. Right, I'm getting therapy, my family's getting therapy, um, and those are the only ones that have reached out. Wow, right? Yeah, how many people are doing that that
0: you don't even know about? Is uh, that that's awesome? Are there other stories like that? I mean, I'm sure you've got a, a ton of them, but those are the stories that prove that Nick's spirit is still here and working with you.
2: So, But another, another time, Maria had got a call at, I don't know, 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning from a mom that was desperate. And she had put a mattress in the hallway to where her daughter's bedroom was, took off the door mm. and um, called Maria and said, you know, this is what I've done, but I don't know what the next step is. So Maria had worked with the mom and her daughter to find her, to help find her therapy, uh, the mom and the, and the daughter. So Maria has countless examples of situations that she's brought into been brought into. I think you make the best point is that, you know, when you talk about
0: mental illness, it really is a one-on-one thing. The more I learn about this and the more I research it, you know, same with post-traumatic stress, how you, how you deal with that. It is very much a one-on-one, no two cases are alike, no two issues are quite alike. You know, since you guys have been neck high in this for the last several years, what are some of the things that you've seen that you really believe in are effective in in dealing with different kinds of problems and, and some of the different resources that are available folks.
1: Um, for me, what I've learned is uh, the right therapist is key. Yep. And, there's, you know, there's so many different types of therapists. There's non-traditional therapy, which is what BTR really believes in. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that talk therapy is not good because it all comes down to talk therapy, honestly. Right. But um, we, we vet all of our therapists, for BTR anyways. And some of the therapists that we have will actually go to the kid, like they'll meet at a Starbucks or go fishing or take them on a hike. Um, we have tried to, we, we do group therapy, which is really awesome because kids really lean on one another. And when they right. see it's the peer own, thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that really helps them get through a lot. But like horse therapy, dog therapy, um, there's so many different types of therapy. And I we've learned this now ever since we've lost Nick. Like um, Nick, we sat on a couch for four years as a family with Nick. And obviously that didn't end well for us. And I honestly feel like not to put a dig or anything on our therapist because I absolutely love him. Um, but I honestly think it wasn't the right therapist for Nick. And I think as parents, we need to really acknowledge and, and see because kids are smart. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they'll go into a therapist and they'll tell them exactly what they want to hear. They they know what they're doing. Um, right.
0: That's exactly. So, you know, how do you peel those layers away is the secret sauce in any of this? Well,
1: so I think one of the secret sauces, honestly, is to find a therapist who also struggles. Um, who does this because they struggle and they get it and I can tell you hundred percent kids relate to that yeah and they they feel heard they feel understood and then they're more open to getting the help that they honestly do need and the advice that they need because if this person struggled and they got through it they can they'll they're more a hundred percent into I can do this too
0: That's interesting because of you know learning a lot about PTSD, and that's been proven to be the most effective is is when these guys come back or, you know, or first responders or anybody, it's somebody who's been in the same spot, who's dealing with the same stuff is the, is the most effective. So tell me a little bit about how BTR has evolved since just becoming, you know, super cool hoodies and everything else. How has the organization evolved and what's it doing today?
2: Well, so Maria likes to say that um, Nick left us a gift in Unfortunately for us, it was a pretty traumatic experience to be able to take what she calls a gift and leverage that into something else that somebody can benefit from. Right. So when Nick passed, sales went absolutely through the roof. And I think at that point, we realized Nick was doing it for profit. Right. And then we realized that Hey, this is going to work. There's going to be money. What, what can we do with that money to help address the issue and primarily help the teens that are struggling with these issues? So we turned uh, the foundation, well we turned BTR into a foundation Awesome. and um, it's just Maria and myself, Maria does pretty much everything. Uh, but having the ability to uh, take donations, sell BTR merchandise, and put one hundred percent of that money back into the um, mental wellness system. Uh, that is so awesome for kids. And kids are kids, like I was talking about before, the kids have done a tremendous job about not all of them. We're not there yet uh, about reaching out. Either to Maria, their parents, their friends, a teacher, a coach, that stigma is coming down, which is absolutely crucial to addressing completely broader issue. And I remember
0: when I saw you guys speak, and you had—I couldn't—I re- don't remember if he was one of Nick's high school friends or not, but he's in college now, and just like you're saying earlier, had had started this in their fraternity. And he had real life cases where guys were opening up and saying stuff that, you know, we all know they probably wouldn't have
2: said otherwise without that safe space. So why don't you why don't you talk about how you met Mason and kind of where that um, how that developed? Yeah.
1: So Nathan reached out to us um, because they just heard about BTR Um, and wanted to see what we were all about was very interested he he also two struggles um and he runs the mental health department of his fraternity house um correct me well i'm not sure what the titles are but um reached out and we just developed a friendship and wanted to so talk to his fraternity house which we did and then the next thing you know these kids start purchasing btr <laughs> and one kid would go somewhere and see that another friend of his, you know, from wherever was wearing, had a BTR hat or whatnot. And he'd be like, you know, BTR. And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, how do you know BTR? Well, I feel like if if, if you're wearing BTR that's your automatic friend, right. Which was like the biggest compliment. Um, but I, I mean, I, it, it has evolved in a way that these kids are taking it to the next level. And So many college kids, it's crazy to me how I, and I'm, I'm really trying to reach high school kids desperately, but Mm -hmm. once they get to college, it's almost like they're a little bit braver to open up and talk about their issues. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's because they're adulting a little bit, Yeah. but all these college kids are just what they're doing is absolutely amazing. And I think it's, it's just great because they have siblings, Beneath them and friends, you know, that are also growing through Mm -hmm. their experiences and they're opening up because of these college kids. And I don't know. Now I'm rambling because I don't know where I'm going with it. No, Um, I'm sorry. I'm starting to ramble. Don't say sorry.
2: We're we're even we're even seeing kids go into the profession of psychology.
0: Wow. How's that for paying it forward? That is, that's fantastic. Well, it feels like a lot of what you guys are doing really could become almost a model that could, could be spread all over the country. And one of the cool things I, you know, I'm super curious about is how did you get all these high profile guys you know, you look at your website and there's Von Miller and there's Joe Sackick and uh, and the list is really long. How did you end up getting all these awesome guys to, to be involved and support BTR? Not that it's not a great cause, but those guys could support anything. And they've obviously chosen to jump on board with you.
2: So mental wellness affects everybody. There and, you go. You know, statistics say one in five either have, will, or do struggle. With some sort of of an issue, a lot of these athletes have gone through it. Yep, through it. Uh, we know uh, Evan Turner's best friend killed himself when he was mm. sixteen. He's a professional basketball player yep. now, retired. Uh, they have stories just like we do. They've lost friends. They've lost parents, and it's really hard to find an athlete that doesn't can't share that experience somewhere, sure. right? Yep. So,
0: you know, and the video on one of the videos I saw Maria speak and and your hearts are permanently broken, that pain is going to always be fresh, you'll never escape grief. So where does this strength come from? To do all this heavy lifting that you guys are doing? And, you know, where does that strength come from for you guys? Because to me, it's definitely the road less traveled.
2: So the first the first speech that Maria gave uh, was at a foundation girls basketball foundation game. And that's actually on our homepage. And it was uh, it was amazing. If, if no, if anybody hasn't seen it, please go watch
0: that. I completely agree. And Maria, when you say, oh, I'm not really good at this. I would argue that
2: I'm um, <laughs> pretty so good at it. I, I kind of like I'd like to have Maria kind of explain where that came from.
1: Um, I'm not, I'm not a speaker. I'm really, truly not. And I'm definitely not a therapist. I just speak from the heart, even being a thousand percent vulnerable. Um, so after losing Nick and the school, I mean, it was one of Nick's best friends, a girl who was with him last actually Mm. wanted to do this foundation game. And the coach reached out to me and asked if I would speak, I literally just kind of shut down and I was like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. Yeah five months after we had lost Nick and I think going back to Arapahoe high school and going into that gym and seeing there's at least 2,000 people there and seeing all these kids there it was just um it was just a raw moment for me and a moment that sure we we lost our son and it's so bittersweet trust me I mean we are so grateful that we're helping and saving and getting awareness out there but we didn't help our son so i i just i had to share that with everybody and i had to tell those kids you know i know that there's look at you one of one in five of you are struggling and you're holding this in like my son did and that's right. not okay. it's not okay we will live forever with the pain of not having a cure now yeah. what grow um Not seeing where life would have taken him. We'll never see that. Hear his voice. I mean, smallest little details. Right. We'll never, ever get back. And I had to tell these kids, you need to get help because you're worth it. And you're so young and your brains aren't developed. And you just have to educate them and let them know that if you're truly struggling with a mental illness, get help. Yeah. When you reach 25 to 30 you'll see things clear because your frontal lobe is developed Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll be able to get through things. You'll be able to get those learning tools that you need to cope because it's not something that you go that you lose. You know, it's an illness. You're going to have it for the rest of your life. But once that frontal lobe is developed, you'll be able to live a strong and healthy life. Yes, you're going to have your ups and downs, but you'll be able to get through them. So you have to hold on. You have to. Hang tight and you have to find somebody that you that you trust, that you love, that you can talk to and call me if you need to. I don't care if I get a thousand calls a day. It's okay. So you ask where I get the strength from. For me, it's my faith.
0: Yeah.
1: I believe in God. I believe in Jesus with all my heart. And I'm not ashamed to say that. And he's the one who carries me through it. And I know that when I'm feeling sad and heartbroken and like, how can I do this? How can I live the rest of my life without seeing my son? He brings me peace and comfort. And if I can feel that peace and comfort for just that little bit, and it gets me through the next moment, what's my Nick feeling? Like, he's immersed in love. He's immersed in, in this peace and this joy. Right. He's right where he needs to be. Right. And that is what gets me through it.
0: it Yeah. And I I find it miraculous and to be able to, to carry forward with what you guys are doing. I mean, you have to believe that there's a higher power with the spirit to prop you up and push you forward to do it. So
2: if I could, if I could um, add on to that, please, my inspiration actually comes from Maria. We've we've spoken to so many parents that are in our position mm-hmm. that will say, um, uh, "I just want to crawl up in a corner, right, and you know let the world go by me." And Maria has just made the whole concept of BTR so much bigger um, than I could have ever dreamed. What's
0: a big audacious goal you have for for BTR? Start with Maria.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. First of all, I want everybody to have a BTR hoodie. That would be great. (laughs) Um, Just wear it. um, And let me tell you that that warms my heart and it carries my son through everywhere. I mean, for me anyways, that's what I really would like for people to know that if they're wearing BTR, it either means you struggle, you know, someone who does, or you want to help those that do and you want to break that stigma Um, flat out just. Buy a BTR hoodie. Um, yeah. know that your pro, pro- uh, every single penny of it will go towards paying for somebody's therapy. I would love to see five years from now, I would love to see that BTR is paying for at least I don't know 500 therapies for kids. Wow, well, um, I'll I would try. love, I mean, I've got big goals, I'm always like, I'm in the clouds out there.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: That's that's honestly what I would like to see is that VTR is making a difference. And I would love to see that our government can take a little bit from us and just realize that it doesn't have to be so complicated. Let's simplify it. Um, These kids just need to be heard. And if we can start with schools as young as elementary school and start talking about Mm -hmm. our mental health, our feelings and being able to be vulnerable and express ourselves, hopefully in five years, by the time it gets to high school, kids are talking and they're not holding this in and struggling in silence and they're getting the help that they need.
2: Right. Uh, so far, BTR has paid for over 200 sessions of therapy. Oh, salute.
0: That's awesome. And
2: Maria's facilitated hundreds more um, with, with kids that could afford it and, and families that could afford it. We, we can't cure mental wellness. Right. You can't cure mental health, but by giving everybody the opportunity to have themselves heard to start that conversation. Um, again, cause we'll never know how many people BTRs touch. Right. It's phenomenal when we're out walking around and, and this happened the other night where one, a, a mom whose son struggles reached out to Maria and said, are you Maria? And, you know, we so appreciate what you guys do for the community. So I mean that's 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 what that's what helps me keep going. Right. Right.
0: Well I th- I think you know again what you're talking about earlier is is a real reason for optimism is you know I think we're kind of flipping this where the younger folks are saying Hey man, I need to talk about this, and are and are getting more comfortable. And if that's an outcome of what y'all are doing, then you know mission accomplished. But is there anything in particular that you really makes you optimistic about the future in in dealing with all this?
2: I, I would say if our community has really adopted BTR, uh, the the kids on the Arapahoe football team. Hockey team, the lacrosse team, all wear uh, BTR mental health Oh, that's awesome on their helmets. Go Warriors! The the kids are again are the ones that are so accepting of the whole concept of of starting the conversation. And if if other communities, and I'm sure they will, can start and just find somewhere to start to having that conversation then I I think BTR will go a long, long, long way.
0: Okay. So I'm, I'm going to wrap up. I've got a couple last ones. The first one is a little bit off topic, but I'm I'm interested to know if there's something that both of you will either read, listen to, or watch today.
1: I am (laughs) all the time reading and listening and watching all kinds of stuff. Um, I, uh, you know, I read, I read something. I mean, are you asking me literally like if I'm going to read? Yeah. Something? Yeah. So there's a a, a a devotional called Jesus Calling. Read that every morning. And I'm always looking for a podcast about mental health that's on the positive side that I could pull some stuff away from there to relay that message on to kids and parents.
2: Fantastic. So Maria also generates a daily positive message through Instagram making sure that kids know it's okay, right? It's okay that something doesn't feel right, but it's not okay to suffer in silence. And she's providing that catalyst every day for kids to open up with that conversation.
0: Good for you, because that's really a lot of what it comes down to is just, you got to be, it's every day, right? It's not just a a once a quarter check-in or a once a month check-in. It's every day.
2: Well, you don't, and you don't know what that, what the right trigger is going to be right. for an individual. So other than
0: BTR, is there an organization out there, um, working in this arena that you really admire or would love to give a shout out to?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, there is one that I really love and it's, it's a horse therapy. It's called Colorado equine and it is amazing. They're on our website. Also, I have a really great great um therapist her name is joanna Schiff. she's on our um website as well i have to clone her she's truly <laughs> really the most amazing therapist she's my favorite no you know i love the others too i just really adore her um i there there's yeah call her, Colorado equine specialists, I really love what they're doing with horses and with therapy. They're truly making a difference, changing these kids' lives. Um, Horses are just a magnificent animal that it's amazing what they can do.
0: So, last thing is if somebody wants to learn more about BTR, buy their hoodie, which I will do as soon as I get off of this uh, episode, Uh, where do they find you?
1: At broughttoreality.com every, all of our information is on that. And we would appreciate with all our heart. If you do go on there and just check it out, look at our son's picture. Um, know that we had to lose him to save you.
0: Uh, that's great. And, uh, and I will attest the, the website is magnificent. I highly recommend you go. And there's so many great resources, so many great stories. Um, you guys, thanks for what you're doing. God bless. Thank Keep you. up the great work.
1: Thank thanks. you. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening. I hope you're as awed by Maria and Will as I was. This podcast has been brought to you by JC Charity and Event Services. If you'd like to learn how I might be able to bolster your efforts and help your team achieve its goals, I'd love to have a conversation with you. You can find me at makingourworldbetter.com. To learn more about BTR and order your BTR hoodie, visit broughttoreality.com. You can also find Maria on Instagram at Maria.Bales2. Check the show notes for those links. And if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd be grateful if you'd share it with a friend. Give us a thumbs up and leave a review. Until next time, I hope you're inspired to find a way to make our world better.